Can you think of a time in your life when you just really wish God would give you a sign so you knew what to do? You're facing some decision and you just aren't sure. You'd like to know what God wants you to do. God, give me a sign. I know a guy that needed a sign from God. He was, uh, he was actually working on losing a lot of weight, and, and he was well on his way. He was doing a great job, an admirable job at it. And uh, he got to the point that he had gotten so much weight off, he was looking for a way to celebrate. And he had a trip downtown to make on some business down there, and it happened to be near one of his favorite donut shops. And so he's thinking, all right, you know, uh, is this God's uh, sign to me? You know, I can just have a little moment here, a cup of coffee and one of the world's famous donuts. He always talked about this place being the world famous donuts. So that day he's driving down there. He says, Lord, I don't know what to do. You got to give me a sign. I'll tell you what, Lord, if there's a parking spot out in front of that donut shop when I get there, I'm going to take that as a sign that I should go in and only one, one donut and a cup of coffee. And so he finally gets down to that section of the city, and he gets there, and wouldn't you know it, there was a parking spot right in front of the donut shop. It was the seventh time around the block, but it was there. And man, that was great. He went in, he had his donut. Signs can be manipulated, can't they? Fran was a 19-year-old fella. It was 5.30 in the morning on the most important day of his life to that point. That was the day that Fran was going to go to college. He was scheduled to leave that morning with a friend, and Fran really sensed the call of God in his life like he wanted to go into pastoral ministry, and this was going to be his thing in life. The problem was his dad, who I think was a believer in Jesus, his dad didn't want him to go into ministry. His dad knew that Fran was very gifted with numbers and a very brilliant fella and just saw his son being a mechanical engineer and making some really good money, not going into pastoral ministry. They had had their words on this issue and father and son strongly disagreed. But the day had come that Fran's got to leave. And so at 5.30 when the alarm went off, he went downstairs and his dad was in the kitchen already. Morning, Dad. And his dad turned around without a greeting and said, Son, I do not want you to go to this college. Fran excused himself and he went downstairs to the basement. His heart was really heavy. He actually shed a couple of tears. And he prayed to God. He said, God, I really think you're calling me to go, but I don't want to hurt my dad. And and I love him. And what am I supposed to do? This is a true story. He said, God, give me a sign. He reached into his pocket and he pulled out a coin. Heads, I go to college. Tails, I do what dad wants. It was heads. Now, God, be patient with me. I'm just not quite sure. Lord, we'll do it again. This time, I'll flip it. And if it's tails, I'll go to college. If it's heads, I'll do what dad wants. Tails, two out of two. What's better than two out of two? God, please be patient with me one more time, Lord. Just uh, heads, I go. Tails, I stay and do what Dad wants. Heads, three out of three. 
He ascends the basement steps. He goes back up and says, Dad, I love you, but I got to go. God's calling me. Fran became one of the great modern world Christian philosophers of our age. A great theologian and a great pastor. His name, some of you know it, Francis Schaeffer. Some of you don't know that name, Francis Schaeffer, but even if you don't know, if you've been following Jesus for any period of time, your life has been impacted by this man. All of us, from the greatest to the most common of us, there are times in our lives when we need a sign. A sign from God. Do you realize that 2,000 years ago, on this very night, God gave the world a sign? Rahan read it earlier. Shepherds are out in the field. The angelic beings appear to them, and the angel says, he says, this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. God gave us a sign. The baby Jesus wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. It's a sign from God. The problem is, what's it a sign for? What, why did God give us this sign? What does the sign mean? The angel was very clear. Today in the town of David, that's Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you, Christ the Lord. This baby was a sign that God was sending us a Savior because we need a Savior. A lot of people think they can be good enough to get themselves to heaven. God says, I'm giving you a sign. You need a Savior. 33 years later, the infant child grows up, dies on the cross. The ultimate judge of the universe, God himself, God the Father, punishes his son for your sin and mine. God gave us a sign that this would happen. Tonight we celebrate that sign. Tonight we come to the point of lighting the fifth and the final candle. I'm going to ask that lights be extinguished in our auditorium at this point. And those of you at home will ask that you go ahead and light your Christ candle and you might want to turn your lights out as well. All of them. Let's balcony lights. Let's stage lights. Let's get all of them out here, guys. And it's time to light the Christ candle. There we go. I was starting to worry this thing wasn't going to work. A sign to us. The Christ candle. I'm going to extinguish each of the other four candles. And in the next few moments, I want you to get a sense of the feeling of darkness. Because it's very, very important to what we're about to do. 600 years before God gave us that sign where the baby was to be born, the prophet Isaiah said these words. He said, the people walking in darkness, 
the darkened world that we live in, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. I don't know, when I look at this one little Christ candle, the light doesn't seem that great. But in a few moments it will be a great light because each of your candles will be lit from this candle. Symbolic of the light that came into a world of spiritual darkness now gives light to our lives. And pretty soon this auditorium and your homes will be lit with light coming from the light of the world. It was Jesus who said these words regarding us. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. They will have the light of life. That's you and me. Our light comes from Christ. God's sign, salvation, forgiveness of sin. I'm going to ask our ushers who are in charge of distributing the light to come and light their candle from the Christ candle. And then they will begin to distribute the light. Now, here in the auditorium, this is where I just need to plead for a little bit of safety, all right? Let's keep this a very safe event, especially for the children that are here. As the ushers distribute the light, would you please take your unlit candle and tip it into the lit candle? Because if you do it the other way, we all know what happens with hot wax, all right? And uh, please preserve our carpets and our upholstery, but more importantly, your children, and let's keep this a very safe activity for all, okay? So in the next few moments now, as the ushers distribute the light, let's simply enjoy the fact that Christ has brought light to us. And this light dispels the darkness of the world around us. Jesus said these words regarding us. You are the light of this world. A city on a hill, a city of lights on a hill can't be hidden in the dark. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father that was in heaven. Remember the darkness that we were feeling a few moments ago? That one small light? The sign from God has come. A baby in a manger. A baby that would grow up to become the Savior of the world, offering forgiveness of our sin so we could be reconciled to our God. We could be with him forever. And as each light is lit, the darkness is dispelled. In the next few moments, 
Dan, our worship director, is going to come and he's going to lead us in the singing of uh, Silent Night, Holy Night. We'll sing it together. We'll simply enjoy it. Let your minds just focus on Christ, the light of the world, providing salvation for us. That's what this night is all about. Dan, can you see there in us there? beautiful thing to stand up here on the platform and then realize a few moments ago in the darkness of this room that darkness has now been 
done away with because there are so many different candles. Would you just carefully and cautiously, keeping it straight, just raise it up and let the light shine. See, that darkness is gone. I love it. My favorite moment in the Christmas Eve service. Our Lord Jesus has come, assigned to us a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. We're glad that you've been here tonight with us at Calvary, in person, online, uh, on the YouTube premiere. We trust that you have come to the place in your spiritual pilgrimage where you know this Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. God gave you a sign, Christ. And tonight we celebrate that. Spiritual darkness, gone. We want to take this as an opportunity to wish you and yours a very blessed, a very merry Christmas, a safe Christmas. God bless you. Trust it will be a wonderful holiday period. Now would you carefully extinguish your candle and then remember the wax is going to be hot for a minute, so keep it upright. Father God, thank you so much for the moments that we have shared here tonight, the carols that we have sung and remembering that you, eternal God of this universe, gave us a sign in your Son and you have brought us salvation. We thank you for this. We bless your name. You are a great God. And Lord, may we remember you in all of our celebrations tomorrow, keeping Christ at the center of this because it really is all about you. And you have dispelled darkness from our lives. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a very Merry Christmas on your way out. You can drop your candles in the bends that are out there that our ushers have, or you can steal them and take them home. That's up to you. God bless you. Have a great Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.